Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It is Tuesday, April 13th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking Royals today. They're off to a 4-4 four and four start, and that seems okay, doesn't it? The Royals are in the midst of a 10-game homestand against the Angels, Blue Jays, and Rays. And on today's show, beat writer Lynn Worthy and columnist Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger discuss what's going well and not so well for the Royals lately. We focus in on starting pitching, especially the two performances of Brad Keller, and start to wonder when the alarm should be sounded. Also, Salvador Perez collected his 1,000th career hit. Hear what George Brett had to say about that. It started as a Sportsbeat Live and is now a Sportsbeat KC podcast, so let's get started. Okay. We'll start off with a little little ambient noise there, but uh, good morning and welcome to uh, Sportsbeat Live, uh, the weekly show where we talk Royals with the Kansas City Star reporters and columnists who know them best, but know them best. And with you, please send us your questions and comments about the Royals. We will get to as many of them as we can. Uh, we got a full house today. Lynn Worthy is here. Lynn? Uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. Sam Mellinger, back from uh, back from uh, parts unknown. Sam, what's going on? What's up? I've got a, uh, a dog who literally just walked in the door three minutes ago from being at the borders for a week and, uh, and a five-year-old. <laughs> so my, my money on the ambient noise was <laughs> what's coming from my computer. So it's good to hit the under. <laughs> And of course, Vahe Gregorian always fingers crossed when we say good morning to Vahe um, that he's he's got the computer all straightened out the issues. Good morning, Vahe. Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I, am I lagging already? <laughs> you're 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 fine. Well, I'm taking ownership of the of the ambient noise with three dogs, one of which is walking in and out the same door. And also, you never know what you're getting with me in the morning anyway. So here I am. <laughs> okay, well, um, we'll work on that. Um, hey, look, uh, let's, uh, let's not forget to shout out to our sponsor, the University of Kansas Health System. Great to have them on board. And also a shout out to Neil Nakahoda, who put together that, that intro for us, much as he did for, the, uh, uh, for our Chiefs. Uh, sports beat lives this season. So great job by Neil. Um, okay, guys, let's let's start with um, let's start with last night's Royals game. Uh, the Royals lose ten to three to the to the Angels, uh, and Brady Singer took the loss. Became the first Royals pitcher to have a second decision. Drops to zero and two on the year. I I'm kind of left a little bit. Um, uh, with mixed feelings about the, about the performance by Brady Singer, I thought it was better than his first outing against the Rangers. He pitched, of course, the the Sunday game, the game that they lost in the in the opening series. But um, but there were some there were some moments of encouragement I thought from his performance last night. And we'll we'll use Brady to get into a, a, a larger conversation about the starting rotation. But let's just focus in on last night's game and. Lynn, what, uh, what, did, what did you see from Brady Singer last night? Well, he didn't give up the sort of the big hit. I mean, he gave up seven hits. All seven were singles. Um, of the four runs, three were unearned. 
one of those errors was his though. So it's always, you know, um, something you got to factor in, but um, you go, you look at the, the outing before where he didn't get through four and he gave up the, you know, the big home run um, seemed like he got hit a little bit harder that day for sure than he did last night. So last night, all in all, I mean, he showed some good things, you know, he had strikeouts again, didn't get hit hard, didn't give up the home run um, defense sort of, you know, it's always one of those things where, you know, you'd like to see him be able to pick up the defense, but the defense pick him up as well. And then, like I said, one of the areas was his. So it was a better start. It wasn't, you know, lights out. Now, Mike Matheny talked about it being one of the better starts that they've seen from him for a while, just in the way that his stuff looked, not the results, and just like being able to control the bottom of the strike zone, which is always key for, for Singer. But um, it was a better start, not a stellar start, but definitely a better start. Yeah, one earned run for him, and uh, and, and just the, the three errors, of course, as you said, one of them was his, the throwing error to home after Michael Taylor had been charged with an error thrown to third base. Uh, and then the third error of that uh, of the game, which was big, was Nicky Lopez not being able to cleanly field the ground ball off the bat of Otani. Let's, let's actually hear uh, from Mike Matheny, hear what Matheny had to say about Brady Singer's performance last night. It was a really good start by Brady. Um, not the results, but the stuff was as good as we've seen from him. Thought he commanded the lower part of the zone, maybe as good as we've seen in a long time. And uh, you're talking um, three unearned runs that ended up piling on. Uh, there was some trouble, uh, but he, uh, his stuff was very encouraging today and uh, something to build on in my mind. But um, a little late getting our offense going, but made a nice push right there in the middle. It was unfortunate that we weren't able. After you score three, we need a shutdown right there. And unfortunately, that wasn't able to happen. Um, ended up going through too many guys in our pen again. But um, they, uh, they put, us, put us in a good spot to, to make a nice move in the middle. Um, it's just not enough late. And then they obviously poured it on. Okay, so, so he gave up seven singles. I thought he was pretty good in the bottom half of the zone. Um, and I, I guess when it comes to a, a pitcher like Singer, just you know, just a second year in, in the majors, uh, there there has to be moments where in where you don't look. You'd love to have seen him, you know, pitch six scoreless or give up one, and the Royals, you know, he leaves the game with a three to one lead, and 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 all's well that ends well. But Sam, that's you know, I guess you take your uh, you, you in cases like this, you just you look at the stuff and you look at the circumstances that uh, that created the loss for the Royals last night and his performance. And I, I don't look. I uh, again, I, I thought he I thought he made progress from from game one to game two. Yeah, there's no question. I, I agree with what Matheny said in that clip for the most part. Um you know, they showed a, a graphic. You guys probably saw it. Um, maybe, Lynn, you didn't if you were at the game. But um, they, they showed a graphic about, like, where his pitches were in his first start. And they were all belt high and up. And and Brady Singer can't live there. And, you know, one, one of the kind of counterintuitive things, because he's the first-round pick and he's sort of the, the headliner, or at least that's how he's how things have been portrayed, the, the headliner of that, uh, of, of that draft class. Um, so this is a little bit counterintuitive, but he doesn't have like elite talent, you know, like it, it, there's, he's kind of like a train and it, as long as the train's on the tracks and he's executing, he's doing the things that, that he does, he can be really good, but he doesn't have like blow you away 
kind of stuff to get away with mistakes. Um, and, and that, that can be like hanging breaking balls, um, or that can be just fastballs up in the zone or whatever. He just kind of has to do what he does. Um, now what is elite about him is just sort of, you know, preparation, competitiveness, focus, like, like those things. So that needs to be there. And I think, um, for whatever reason that was not there in the first start, but I agree with Mike, if, if he pitches like that, low in the zone, you know, consistent like that. If he pitches like that, that, that he did last night, if he pitches like that throughout the season, he's going to have really good numbers at the end. His defense let him down. And I know like we, you guys have all said that, you know, one of the errors was his for sure. But, um, you know, the Lopez one, I thought just really was a bummer. Um, that, that was with two outs, right? I mean, that, that was just, it was a ball right to him. And if, if you're in there, I know he, he's been hitting well, but you're there for your defense. You just you, you got to make that play. Um, that that was that was a big bummer. Um, like for Brady and the team there. Um, so anyway, I, I thought it was a, a really good. It was sort of the bounce back that Brad Keller didn't have, <laughs> in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Oh, and we're going to get to Keller here in yeah, a second. Um, uh, uh, but the, I'll tell you what. The, 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 you're right about the Lopez. It seemed like a routine grounder, and he had made a terrific play. Uh, I, I forgot if it was earlier, but uh, the, didn't he have a diving stop on? Was it Pujols? I forgot who, who or Trout? It was Trout. Or Trout. Uh, yep, to end it, to end the inning, and made a diving stop and great, great throw across the. And Santana made a great pick on the uh, on the one hop throw. So I guess you um, you know you, you you take the good with the bad with Nicky Lopez, who's a, who's an above average you know defensive player. That that's for sure. Okay. Um, so uh, the, 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 the series continues with, uh, with Danny Duffy on the mound tonight and Brad Keller on Wednesday afternoon. Let's, let's just go in that order uh, with, with Duffy throwing. The, one of my little early season gripes about the Royals is starting pitches, pitchers aren't going deep enough. And, you know, and, and Matheny and, and, the, and the staffs having to figure out the bullpen as they go along. Uh, I, I think that would, you know, if you could get you know, tidy little six, six inning starts from the, from, from the starters, you, 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 we might have a little more definition in the bullpen, but uh, you know, the one, the one starting pitching assignment this year that has delivered that was Danny Duffy in Cleveland when he picked up the win in the, in the three, nothing victory at Cleveland. Fahe, I know you had a chance to spend some time with Duffy in the, um, you know, in, in spring training. And I, I, you know, I've read the story and it's, it's, it sounds like he look. He's always been a kind of a free spirit, but uh, but but also comes into this season with some determination. And we saw it, I think, in the first game. I think so, and I think um, it was interesting. I looked back again at, at both the interview I did with him in the spring and his post game interview in Cleveland. And you know, Lynn, I'm sure you were on with him then in Cleveland. He did. He had a pretty good game, and it seemed like all he was thinking about is what he could have done better. And I, I don't know how indicative that is of, of his state of mind necessarily, but I do think we've seen a lot of other signs of, of his state of mind being one that's just kind of lasered in in ways that, you know, maybe are beyond what we've seen before. The, the truth will be over time, right? We're not going to really know what all the offseason preparation and, um, you know, rewiring he's done with himself means until we see it in the long run here in the season. But it's, it's, it's interesting. He's been really the sole pure bright spot in the rotation through these first eight games, nine games now. Um, and I, I fully expect him to pitch well tonight and we'll see where it goes. Um, it, it, but it is, it is encouraging to me. And, and 
stands out all the more because all the other guys have been kind of duds. Speaking of, uh, of duds, <laughs> Brad Keller <laughs> is going on uh, on Wednesday. He's got to be just uh, just really bummed about his start. What what specifically has gone wrong with with Brad Keller, Lynn? In short, they're they're squaring him up in ways they didn't in the last couple of years. I mean, they're they're getting good good hacks on his pitches that uh, we haven't seen recently. I mean, he was one of those guys that they you know used to say through that heavy ball where guys would just beat that thing into the ground and break bats and just ground ball machine. And um, guys were were driving the ball against him these these first couple of starts. And and he even talked about um, maybe trying to do too much or just trying to be too fine. But not being, you know, none, none of it, none of what you hear sounds good when you hear, you know, doing too much, not being on the attack, not thrown on the inner half of the plate. It just seems like it's a an approach thing or a sequencing thing. But just, um, and the the numbers show the guys are barreling him up and you know just hitting him harder than we've seen in a while. And the results bear that out. And he's not getting deep in the games because of it. And um, you know the bullpens had to do some work because of that. So he goes on on Wednesday, and listen, he's your he's your opening day starter. He's not, you know, he's not disappearing anytime soon. But at what at what point uh, do the do the alarms sound for uh, for Keller, Sam? I mean, <laughs> they're, they're starting like kind of quiet. Are, are they in the? Are they echoing now? Do we just, hear it just real quiet? Maybe maybe the guy's walking over to the alarm with the gong. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's that's where we're at. Uh, it, it's just it's a really weird thing coming from that guy. You know what I mean? Because I, I think going into the season, um, I would have said this. I don't know if you guys would agree, but I, I would have said that Brad Keller, other than Salvi Perez, you know, having an on base percentage <laughs> below or around three hundred and hitting twenty five home runs, I would I would say that you know Brad Keller being good is one of the most dependable. You know that that's one of the safest bets. Um, on this team. So it's it's bizarre to see him like this. I don't know. Really, I don't have an explanation, you know. Um, I mean, we see what we see. Like Lynn said, they're, they're barreling him up. And, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he's trying to get to his – he can't get to his slider. Um, you know, it's I don't know if he's got – you always wonder, you know, um, I hate to bring it up, but you always wonder when a really good, dependable pitcher hits a stretch like this, you wonder how their arm's feeling. Um, you know, or shoulder or, or whatever. And I just, um, I can't help but get that. I mean, that, that, that's always a thing with pitchers, right? Um, I think we all know that. So it's 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 a thing just because I would have expected, well, first of all, I would expect him to be good in the opener, you know? And, and then uh, after he wasn't, I would have expected the Brady Singer bounce back, um, you know, just because I, I, he's a trustworthy, he just, you know, <laughs> everything about him says that he shouldn't be, he shouldn't have consecutive starts like this. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does Wednesday against obviously a really talented lineup. Uh, I'm still in the camp of expecting him to do really well. Um, but, you know, opening day starter or not, you can't have a guy that just goes two and a third and, you know, gives up five every outing. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for sports beat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. 
your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Stephen Fisher uh, continues the conversation with, with one word, Junis. And um, look, uh, how, how encouraging has uh, Jacob Junis and the Cutter uh, have been uh, so far? And Lynn, have, I don't know this. Have, have the Royals named a starter for, for Thursday? Not yet. Um, Matheny has sort of left the door open. You know, like obviously Junis would be the first name at the top of the list, but at the same time, I think he's left the door open that they may have to use him in relief before then. And if so, then, you know, you adjust and you, 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 you make changes to who was going to be that starter. But right now, Junis seems to be the, the top candidate. And, um, you know, like, like Sam was saying, and, and not that, you know, that I didn't expect, um, you know, going back to Keller, not that I didn't expect him to pitch well this season. I think it's just this is where, you know, we talked about the offseason. Um, track record and, like, having done it also has to play a factor in some ways. And when so you look at a guy like Keller, and it's real early, so you can't make any judgments, but, like, you look at a guy like Keller, and he still had, at this point, only one full season in the starting rotation. So everything that we thought we were going to see and that we sort of expected – Everything looks like it should play that way, but we still haven't seen it yet. And so, you know, he's had one full season in the rotation. Even that year was shortened because of the innings thing. So it's, you know, we expect a lot from him, but we still don't have that track record that says that, like, he's done this over and over again. Um, and, you know, for a guy like Tunis, who, you know, everybody wants to move to the bullpen right away. And again, he's still got, you know, it's not that he's got this lengthy track record either, but over the past three years, he's thrown more starts, more innings any of the guys for the Royals. I mean, Minor obviously has pitched, you know, in depth in other organizations, but, you know, Junis is a guy who's been reliable in terms of just giving you innings. And he's just had this issues getting through the lineup the second and third time. And the cutter has sort of seemed to maybe change that a little bit. Um, but that's why the, the big thing every year is starting pitching. And it was the big thing this year too, was, you know, especially off a, a pandemic season, starting pitching was going to be the big variable. And, how that plays out throughout the season, let alone early in the season, is going to be, you know, going to be the story just about every time. Um, can I take a moment here to uh, to talk about what a what a freak Otani is? And uh, so I didn't know this until maybe it was on the broadcast last night, and I missed it. But the the double that he hit that nearly knocked down the wall in the uh, whatever I think it was the second double uh, was the had the highest exit velocity of a this season and the highest by a left-handed hitter since they started keeping track of that stat back in 2015 that left the bat at 119 miles per hour what i mean what what a freak and and he's he's not he's not scheduled to pitch against the royals is he no no he's not 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 this series but yeah i mean i didn't realize that that was the highest exit velo but um i think i used that line that you know because it came the inning after they scored their three runs and so and it was part of a three-run response and then you know all them i said the, all the momentum that they had built up in that three-run inning went 
you know, racing down the right field line at 119 miles per hour because that was, you know, that was, you know, Matheny mentioned in that clip we showed, like, you want the shutdown inning. No, not, not with Otani. Otani was not having that. Yeah, just go like this. <laughs> you know, like, he's so much fun. You know, I mean, just you you hear all this hype and you hear hype um, about a lot of guys, but just I know he's had some injuries and some slow things going on the last few years but god like if this is who he is you know what i mean just like at full strength or just uh god he's a joy i mean you know i go back to that that sunday night game um you know where we were starting who are they they were playing the white Sox, right and um and, and he's throwing he's pumping 101 or <laughs> whatever it is in the top of the first and then he's hitting it 113 over a wall uh in the bottom of the first i mean it's, it's like you know you ever watch like the little league world series and there's just like the one kid who's like a foot taller than everybody and he's throwing <laughs> harder and he's hitting hard. like, he's like that in the big, <laughs> the kid that they got to have his birth certificate on hand. Cause he's going to get called <laughs> out. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Carries it with them around the bases. I, I think they're going to have, if I understand this right. And Lynn, you might know from being there last night, uh, there's quite a large uh, Japanese contingent of media and I believe tonight's game is uh, a national television broadcast in Japan. So it sort of speaks a little bit to the phenomenon. Well, I didn't really notice this. Um, they mentioned it. I think Ryan did on the broadcast last night about um, Japanese companies who do no business in the United States are buying billboards behind home plate when Otani comes up, you know, just because there's that many people back in Japan. It's uh it's different. I mean, you know, like the, the Japanese media contingent thing is kind of like a, a weird, you know, like they had a big thing for like Max Suzuki back in the day. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a star. Well, remember, there was a guy all season when uh, Aoki was here, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Hideki, I think was his name, was here the whole mm-hmm. season. The Sorry to interrupt, Sam. No, no. I mean, I mean, this is like a legitimate like Babe Ruth situation, you know, um, before the Yankees just made him hit all the time. It's uh, it's crazy, man. Like, like it just I always love something, like, you know, like the the last time we saw something like this was maybe Babe Ruth, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm using we like none of us saw that. Right. And when's the next time we're going to see something like this? You know, it's quite possible. Never. And look, the, the Angels had to make a decision to let him do this, right? Not to kind of take the, you know, not to be careful with him. Just turn him loose and let him be this guy. So, um, no, he, he's amazing. And speaking of the Japanese media, I mean, between Matsuyama at the Masters and and uh, Otani here, they um, they have set up shop in 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 the United States covering uh, uh, Japanese athletes. So it's it's cool to see and. When I think of freak athletes, you know, um, you know, I think of Bo Jackson, Sam's favorite guy. He total freak athlete, right? And and we've seen him in other sports, but usually it's because, like what Sam said, they're they're bigger, stronger, just taller than everybody else. But that's not necessarily. I mean, Otani is a good sized guy, but that's not his. Just skill level is is incredible. So um, he'll he'll be fun to watch when he comes up to the plate. I I make sure to you know. Wherever I am in the house, I make sure that he's I, – I go watch that. So it's it's really cool. But, hey, look, Salvador Perez is not a freak athlete, but he's a heck of an athlete. And um, and he picked up a milestone hit last night, won a career hit number 1,000 on a four-for-four four night. So he goes into tonight's game with 1,001 career hits. Um, 
Uh, it was neat because he drove in a run with a with a single. Let's let's hear um, uh, what what George Brett had to say about uh, Salvador Perez's hit. Uh, George Brett offers him congratulations, and this is courtesy of Valley Sports Kansas City. You have been the backbone of this organization since your first game in Tampa. I'll never forget that. When you throw out two guys, steal, and you pick the guy off third, you got a couple hits, and uh, just the enthusiasm you bring to the ballpark every day, it means so much, not only to the rest of the guys on the team, but also the thousands of people that have watched you play over the years. So congratulations. Keep it going. Get as many as you possibly can. And just remember one thing. You're going to be a royal for life. A royal for life, I guess. Uh, I guess that's right. Do we? We pretty. He signed the big contract and at spring training, but we're pretty confident Salvador Perez is going to be a royal for life. Um, and what do we think of Sal Perez? This is a you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll ask this question. Oh, I don't know, a hundred times before the end of Salvador Perez's career. Is he on a Hall of Fame track? Not just Royals, but Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, Sam and Vi, do you, I think you both have votes in this, but uh, what do you think, Sam? Uh, I think he's shy of it. Um, you know, he's got to have a really strong 30s. Um, you know, I mean, the Yadier Molina comparison is the one people like to use a lot, and uh, Molina's hitting numbers are, are better. Um, you know, but Perez, it's just, you know, for him it's going to be like sort of accumulation. That's how he's going to get there. So. I don't know. You know, if he can hit 25, 30 home runs a year for the next five, six years, which I don't think he can. I mean, that's that's a tall, that's a big ask for a big bodied guy like that, um, you know, into his 30s, who's had, uh, you know, some knee problems, some other injuries. Uh, I, I just think it's it's a that's a big ask. If, if he is as good into his 30s or better than he's been in his 20s offensively and he's able to stay at catcher, uh, which I think is critical because once he moves to first base or DH, he's not nearly as valuable. Uh, but if he's able to do that, then he is a freak athlete. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause that, that's just yeah. different six, four, two fifty, or, or, or whatever he is to be taking that much abuse and play that many games. Um, that, that would be a hell of a thing. The other thing up too about that clip though, real quick is, um, what comes across like George Brett is such a Royals fan. You know, I, I don't know how many guys, first of all, there's not a lot that, that have played their whole career, you know, with one team and been, you know, in Georgia's case, like clearly the best player in franchise history or even close to it in, in, in other cases. I don't know how many guys are like that and are just like true fans. Like if, if you talk to George, if you just see him randomly at the ballpark on a Tuesday, he'll talk about who's available in the bullpen that night. And, you know, I mean, he's just like he is a true you know, sort of the guys that do like Royals review or whatever that are just like pure Royals fans. Like George has that kind of, uh, of interest and love for the Royals. It's cool to see. Uh, Blair, I, I, I don't have a vote, but I, I, I simply echo a lot of what Sam said. Um, the thing that's interesting to me is Sam, you're talking about his, his, his size and, and there's not a time to this day where I don't look at him and think I've never seen a guy shaped quite like him. Um, and, and, and it's just, I was unsure a few years ago if he'd still be holding up now in some ways, just because of his frame and how much he plays. And I, so I, I think we're, we're seeing that there's really not a diminishment at this stage, but how he plays into his thirties, I think will will answer a lot of that the way Sam said it. And probably, I, I don't know, Sam, you could speak to this better than I could, but I do wonder if Royal success 
over the next three, four, five years, it might be part of that formula. Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of the, the Yachty sort of aura, right, is that the Cardinals have been good and um, and he's been a big part of that. Um, you know, the, the body thing, it is like when the Royals were building, you know, the best farm system and the history of upright man um, and, and everybody, like you'd say um, to somebody in the organization, like who would you bet on? Like who, who is the most, okay, if, if Hosmer or whoever has the highest ceiling, like who, who are you just the most sure is going to be a big leaguer? And a good big leaguer, and and the answer I didn't hear anybody not say Sal Perez, and uh, and so you know you're kind of like wanting to see who this kid is, and I, I don't know how old he, he's probably 18, 19, 20. you know, just before a year or two before he he came up, and you know you kind of try and find him, you know, on those backfields, and this just hit me like when you said that, Vahe, because I just remember like just staring at him for. I don't know. It seemed like an hour. It was probably five or 10 minutes, but just, I'd never like the legs. Like, and this is what, again, 18, 19, 20, when he's, you know, not as, as big as he is now. And it just looked like a misprint. It looked like a big body, not huge, but big. And then just these oak trees that were coming like out of his butt, you know, <laughs> as, as his legs. It was just, if you haven't seen Sal Perez like up close and those legs, it just, it looks like a mistake. It just looks like, something that you're just not used to seeing a human built like he is solid. Uh, next to 1000 career hits will be Whit Merrifield. He needs two. I think I've penciled it in 263 to get to uh, 1000 career. So sometime early next season, I suspect, or before the all-star break in, in, um, in 2022. Let's uh, and David Van Zandt uh, says, Sam is right on with Bo greatest of all time. In many ways, uh, Sam will agree. That's right, David. <laughs> Let's. Um, uh, we, we can't forget Sunday's game. It was a heck of a win for the Royals. They beat the, the Chicago White Sox four to three, and uh, and I, I thought uh, a lot of good things happened, including uh, Benintendi uh, with a big RBI, Carlos Santana with the ninth inning home run to send it to extra innings, and then Kyle Zimmer on the you know on, on the mound for the tenth inning came up huge for the Royals and anybody who's been following this team had to feel great about seeing Kyle Zimmer um, pick up the, uh, the, the save in that game and pitch as well as he did. Uh, Vahe, I, I, uh, Kyle Zimmer was, was with the Royals organization before you were with the star, but that's how far back it goes. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've always uh, had a soft spot for Kyle. I think all of us do. And there've been moments where we thought, it happened, right? He, he he makes the opening day roster, and then he has some setbacks, and he has more injuries. I I can hardly think of anybody. There have to be examples, but I can hardly think of anybody who's had more potholes and setbacks and, and things that look like it, it would be career ending and persevered and and come to this point. Um, it'll be quite something to see if he can become a, a mainstay sort of player and and. Uh, as Lynn really got into in a nice story the other day, um, you know, there's a there's a there was another dimension to how he was used uh, in this case, simply with the structure of extra innings now. And I I think he's becoming uh, more somebody that uh, Mike Matheny feels like he can trust. So we'll see how that plays out over time. But it is it is a great story. Um, just one quick aside too, just related to that win, they've sure shown a flair for winning some dramatic games this season. Um, 
which I tend to see as as telling of their resilience and strength. But I do think we're kind of faced with the question of how they're going to uh, continue to do this if they keep putting themselves in these spots. Lynn, it was one game out of 162, but but a little more significance to this one, wasn't there on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. Because one, because it was Chicago, the team that, you know, just sort of owned them last year. I mean, and I've, I've mentioned this multiple times, but, you know, the difference between them being a 500 team last year in that shortened season and, you know, not being 500 was they went one and nine against the White Sox. And, you know, the White Sox coming into this year, are the team that everybody picks to win the division, maybe win the AL. And, you know, the Royals are the sort of the plucky team that, you know, oh, yeah, they made some improvements. They are good for them where they think they should be competing for the division and competing for the playoffs, which means that they've got to go through the White Sox. So um, and then also just, you know, for them to take the lead, give up the lead in the, the net bottom half of the inning. And then for Santana to deliver against, you know, one of the big ticket items that the White Sox added this offseason with Hendricks, who signed what was like a I believe it was, um, you know, a record setting reliever contract that they signed him to this offseason. And Santana steps in first at bat and takes him deep. It's like, OK, you know, and I know if you if you talk to some of the Royals players, they feel like as the White Sox were sort of beating up on them the last you know year plus that they felt like they weren't playing their best. It wasn't just that they got beat. It was that they didn't play well and got beat that sort of stuck in their cross. So, um, so yeah, it did, it did mean, it did mean a little bit. I mean, it's like you said, one of 162, but because it was against them, because they had to rally because one of the off season additions that they made delivered against one of the big guys for them, it did mean a little bit more. Okay, guys, let's leave it at that. Um, and we'll pick up the conversation, uh, same time next Tuesday. So wanted to thank Beth Welsh, our, our producer, director, engineer. She does everything for the show and the University of Kansas Health System for sponsoring this fine program. So for Vahe, Sam, and Lynn, uh, we will talk to you guys again next week. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Lynn Worthy, Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger for stopping by and talking Royals. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus many more stories that appear only on the website. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Do you want more than just sports? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. Love that E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, you send me an email, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. <laughs>